0: I jokingly said to my mother, go, even if he turns out to be a serial killer, I just want a place to live and not have to repack my stupid backpack and move again after like a week or so.
1: I'm Leah Fallon, and you're listening to Wander by Proxy, a podcast featuring women's travel stories that connect them more to themselves and the world around them. Besides just having a wealth of knowledge about Sucre in South America, Autumn Sprademan will be telling the love story she shares with her husband, Caesar, just to indulge Valentine's Day a little bit. When I interviewed Autumn, she and her husband were on a motorcycle trip around South America where they live to celebrate their first wedding anniversary. She said it had been the longest trip she's taken since the trip she was on when she met Caesar a few years ago. And that story starts with the death of her father. Here's Autumn.
0: It was particularly a derailing life moment for me. I was living and working um, in the U.S. Virgin Islands at the time, as I had been for 10 years. I was a part owner and ran uh, a rental management company, and I also ran my own jewelry design business as well. So I just, like, when that happened, I, and I, I had been planning a big backpacking trip, but I wanted to spend more time getting more money and this and that, and when he died, it was just such a shock. It was just one of those, like, like epiphanies, like you're not promised any amount of time. Why are you so wasting your time saving money for a future that may never come? That was a changing moment. Like, like what the what am I wasting my time for? It's like, it's this is like sell sell everything you've had. Just go do your thing now. And I, I literally couldn't even just handle my life. And I'm not someone who has deals with a lot of anxiety, or I'm I'm very much a like I just got through it kind of person. Um, but like I was having panic attacks, it had to be on medication. It was, I just, my whole life had come off the rails. I couldn't even do basic things anymore. So I sold my portion of the business, you know, I liquidated and closed down my, my jewelry design business in St. Thomas as well. And I just left. I sold like most of the things I owned and rented out my home and, uh, just basically walked away from the life I spent 10 years building in the Caribbean. Cause I just, I was, it was a big slap in the face losing my dad. Uh, I basically expedited what ended up being this this big. I thought it would only take me a year. It took me a year and a half uh, backpacking journey through seven countries. I went to the States just to leave some of the few things I did not sell for my home in St. Thomas behind and um, spent some time helping my mother reorganize and downsizing her own living arrangements and then... I went to Tanzania and East Africa. I went to Ecuador, and then I came back to the States just to visit family. Then I went to Ecuador, Peru, Bolivia, Chile, and Argentina. I was supposed to end in Paraguay, but it was on that journey that I actually met my husband, my now husband. And it was quite unexpected. The real kicker to this whole story is that I had, at the time my father died back in 2016, I had been in a bit of a tumultuous dating scenario with an ex-boyfriend and he decided the adequate time to end it would be a week after my father's funeral
2: <laughs> what
0: right yeah he's single ladies shocker <laughs> oh my
2: god I was gonna ask where he is now oh uh, my I'm god sure
0: Karma? whatever rock he came out from under but <laughs> yeah it's just like I mean, the thing is, is we had had problems for a while so it's kind of like really you wait until now great
2: but, yeah,
0: so it was a lot going on at once, and I had just basically just sworn off dating. I wanted nothing 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 serious, nothing to do with anyone. I was you know enjoying my freedom, didn't want any kind of relationship hassles and as I was working my way through South America, I met Caesar, and um, he was finishing his last year of law school and was working as a tour guide, but I was also a dance instructor, and I was volunteering in Sucre Bolivia with some friends I'd met traveling the first time. He uh, had gone out for to go salsa dancing. The irony of this is that he had gone out dancing after he had attended a family friend's funeral, so he had a friend kind of drag him out to get him out to put him in a better mood and cheer him up. And I went out with my friends to the same salsa place that night. Place called Joyride in Sucre. It's like a notorious, (laughs) it's a notorious hangout for gringos and also people who just like to dance. And that's how we met. And it was, it was just, it was a, it was an interesting scenario because you know he was really focused on saving enough money to travel. I was in the midst of traveling and didn't want anything serious either. But there was just a connection right away. We uh, actually went to a different salsa club after that and we hung out the entire night and. um, he asked me to meet him at the Eiffel Tower, which is a, there's a park in Sucre, Parque Bolivar, that has an actual, believe it or not, is in it's tree. you can look it up, there is actually a replica of the Eiffel Tower that was made by Gustave Eiffel. And it's made with the scrap metal of the original Eiffel Tower. When wow. Bolivia Yeah, I know, strange, I, mean, I would have never known this until I was there. When Bolivia was in its heyday, it was producing most of the world's silver, and it was very wealthy, and they were bringing in all these architects and cultural influences from France. It was very high society and la di da back then, so that's how they ended up with that.
1: Autumn explained to me that this little Eiffel Tower is a popular place for young couples to meet because it's considered good luck.
0: I thought that was cute that he had me meet him there. I mean, he, he's, he's very romantic, and... Old-fashioned in the in the right ways. <laughs> Not old-fashioned in the ways that are nobody likes. <laughs> He's old-fashioned in the good ways. We just started dating. We hit it off. We had that immediate connection. We spent pretty much every waking moment together while I was volunteering in Sucre. But I had taken a writing assignment in Chile, and I was going to have to be away for a few months. And I continued traveling without him, but we kept the long-distance thing going while I was gone. And... At one point, he asked me. He's like, "Hey, he's like, I see this going somewhere with you. And would you actually consider being my girlfriend? Would you consider moving here? You know, us even moving in together, getting serious." And it was, it was one of those. It was strange. Like in the in the short amount of time that we've been dating, we'd really fallen for each other. And and even more so, um, getting to because you have to focus when you're doing long distance dating like so much on the communication aspect of it. Which is really just the key to making it all work in the long run. But he, uh, when he asked me that, I, I, I just, I just, I was stunned. And I had been traveling for, at that point, a year and a half, and I was just ready to have a home and just settle down somewhere. I, I jokingly said to my mother, "Go, even if he turns out to be a serial killer, I just want a place to live and not have to repack my stupid backpack and move again after like a week or so." <laughs> <laughs> That's the <I> jokingly- spirit. <laughs> I was just like, yeah, I mean, like, I'm just ready to have a place. So <laughs> what he did before I came back is he actually took his savings and he went and got us a really nice apartment and he furnished it. And he met me at the airport with flowers and a sign that had my nickname on it. My nickname is Wireda in uh, Quechua because he comes from a generational Quechua family. Uh, it means wind. <laughs> it's, that's, that's actually the, my name. My actual name, Autumn, and Quechua means wind the season of win.
2: That's awesome. At this point at the airport, how long had you known each other?
0: Oh, not that long. <laughs> <laughs> we started dating the first week in November and I showed up in the end of March. So at uh, the following year. So I do the math on that one for me.
2: Wow. Not,
0: not that long. Yes. It all happened very quickly after me <laughs> swearing off men and everything, but it, I don't know, as as cheesy as it sounds, I say, when you know, you know, and there really is a lot of truth to that because there were just things about him that I never really thought I would ever find in a partner.
2: That's awesome. So how did he propose? We actually lived together
0: for until the end of May before he proposed. He proposed in the end of May. So like a couple of months we lived together and he decided I wasn't so terrible and... (laughs) and and it was almost sunset, and there's this beautiful viewpoint overlooking Sucre called the Ricoletta. and uh, he took me up there, and he proposed to me, and it was really sweet. It was really wonderful, and where we had our wedding, this kind of goes back to the whole prince and princess thing I told you about. The only prince and princess of South America actually lived in Sucre. It's also the only, uh, there's one castle and one palace in all of Bolivia, and they are both in Sucre. And the place he took me my last night before I went and I took off to go work in Chile for a few months, was one of those places called the Palacete, which means little palace. And he took me up there at sunset and told me he didn't want me to leave and wanted me to come back and wanted to keep seeing me. And it was all very sweet and romantic. Uh, but that's actually where we got married. it February 9th, this like another couple of weeks, I guess, well, it was like a little over a week. Mm-hmm. And... It'll it'll be a year ago, yes. The Pink Palace. A Palacete in Sucre. That's actually where we ended up having our wedding ceremony.
2: Wow, congrats. That is so fun. What are you guys doing for your one year?
0: We're going to be on the bike somewhere. We have no idea yet. Our big Christmas gift and wedding anniversary gift to each other this year was just to travel for a couple of months. We wanted to do something more extensive.
2: I love it. So... did. Back when you first met, did he teach you how to salsa dance?
0: He did. And it was embarrassing because the funny thing is is the friend that drug him out to go dancing is actually a friend. of Well, she's a friend of ours, but she's the one who introduced us. And she's like this beautiful, tiny, perfectly proportioned Latina woman with a very glorious hair. And when I saw them dancing together at the, at the club we were at, I, when I saw them, I was like, with my luck, that's his wife and she actually like pushed him to go over to talk to me to dance with me and when I saw him, I was like so your girlfriend is okay with that or and he's like what no you what? because she's like a sister to him so like the, the, <laughs> he thought it was funny that I mistaken that for his girlfriend or maybe his wife and I was like I'd marry her I'd, not, I, I'd <laughs> date her <laughs> if that was my bad if I was into that yeah I mean she's beautiful woman (laughs) but no she was actually at our
2: wedding too (laughs) she's very very sweet can i just say this is a little dirty dancing-esque
0: you know it's funny i laugh i jokingly said that i that uh it was very much like that scene in dirty dancing where she's watching those two dance together And like, it turns out they were really just good friends. And I I actually made that reference to it. I said I'd met the Patrick Swayze of Latin dance and he he really is a fantastic dancer.
2: (laughs) That's the dream.
0: What I didn't know at the time is he actually had a background in ballet from when he was a younger man in his early 20s. So he's been doing dance for many years by the time I met him. But yes, he taught me salsa and bachata. I'm still not as good of a dancer as him, but I'm definitely better than I was.
2: <laughs> That's good. I love all the background information you have. You are just like a vat of knowledge, like the scraps of metal from the Eiffel Tower, like what in the world? But of course, those are just like the awesome, fascinating things you learn in, while you're traveling. I love that so much.
1: Thanks so much for listening to the second episode of Wander by Proxy. Visit at Wander by Proxy podcast on Instagram or Facebook to see recommendations Autumn has for Sucre and for teasers for the next episode. Maddie Brown had no idea what she was getting herself into when she decided to spend a summer dude ranching in Montana. If you or someone you know has a travel story, visit wanderbyproxy.com and fill out the story form.